I put on jeans, I don't. I don't. We all look back here. We look back. We all look back. We all look back. Make sure she's sitting. <laughs> Welcome back to sit down and unpack with Malika, Naomi, and Tiamara. <laughs> um, we are back, and we have had a lovely period of relaxation post uni. We've had um a nice New Year's. Christmas and so on and now we are in 2021. The last time we recorded we were in like completely different situations. We finished uni and now we're in a very different season of life so I was thinking that we could introduce ourselves as like that season like what we're doing Mm. now or what we're going to be doing (laughs) you know what I mean because our positions have changed a lot. They have Mm. more than changed. We I, I was literally thinking about this the other day like the person who I was at first year, even in second year, third year even, is different to who I am now. Like, she's completely different. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Even just listening to our <laughs> old episodes, like... <laughs> a lot has happened, right? <laughs> We're a different kettle of fish now. Yeah, we really right. are. So, um, Em, why don't you introduce yourself? What do you do? Oh, my like, God. What is your life? Oh, you That's what like I mean. That like that yeah because we all we all have we're all doing something we all have things lined up we all you know so like wow. just so people can know that we're not uni students anymore we're you know yeah. doing whatever okay sure um my name's malika um as i'm sure you already know if you've gotten this far but if you if this is your first episode hello and welcome um and i studied politics and economics studied guys past tense um <laughs> politics and economics at the university of york um and currently i am in a finance role um yeah and doing a graduate scheme not going to give too much away obviously but that's currently my stage of life (laughs) (laughs) all right how about you tia yeah i'm tia mara and i'm a future trainee solicitor and i'm on a little break (laughs) um whilst i wait to start my lpc and training contract yeah I'm Naomi. I studied politics with international relations um, and I'm currently working in insurance on a graduate scheme and I'm specialising in strategy right now, business strategy. Wow, look how far the gang has come. I know. (laughs) Long, long way, boy. Um, So yeah, we've left university. Um, We're all back at home, so we are living at home, hopefully peacefully. (laughs) Um, and <laughs> been ups and downs, and, guys. Been ups and yeah, downs. Up, you know, yeah. like every like two, three days, it's like I'm moving out, <laughs> and then you calm down again. It's so funny. First, like same for me. First three months post uni, I was on right move every single week. Like, oh my gosh. and guys, the thing is, like. I was getting so desperate and my standards were also falling. So I'd start on like really nice properties and I would just be like, I just need to get out. Like I'm not even, I don't want to save. I don't want to save for a big deposit. Just get me out of here. But uh, yeah. no, like I'm feeling more stable now. Do you know what's so funny? I, and when you were on it, you, when you wanted to leave, you wanted to leave. Wanted like to leave. You, you were on these websites, you were talking about location. Sis, I was ready. I was, I was ready. I was even looking at Quidditch. I was looking everywhere. I was ready to go. Yeah. I was ready to go. She was trying to, yeah. <laughs> but 
but do you know what? Like that was just all a part of adjusting and being back home. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we're all back home now. So yeah. Um. This week we wanted to discuss femininity, modesty, boundaries, and more. So, I guess a bit of why we wanted to talk about this was there a particular reason why you guys felt the need to talk about this topic in particular regarding faith guys um for me like modesty has never been a big like issue um and I feel like now that I'm growing into my womanhood and my faith and I'm trying to like be a lot more intentional with my faith I'm just starting to like think about um what modesty means to me how I want to present myself and yeah so especially like my femininity as well now that I'm really growing into womanhood so I thought it'd be interesting for us to unpack this I guess um for me I guess femininity and modesty and all of that I wouldn't I would say as I'm getting older it's become more important but I definitely also say that it's something that has always been important but perhaps my views on certain things have definitely evolved I think Mm. as I've become more mature and as I've become more intentional with my relationship with God and like in general just my general walk how you're presenting yourself Mm. and stuff I feel like it's it's so important um it's such an Mm. important part of of just womanhood and I feel like it's it's an area that requires a lot of learning um and growth so yeah so right I 100% agree with both of you guys like for me this is a topic which I don't really hear much about especially in terms of like uh, femininity and feminism in general a lot of the time we talk about liberation and other areas but um in terms of modesty and boundaries and Christianity we don't hear the, a perspective you know offering views on that so just really looking forward to delving into this and you know in no shape or way of are we trying to shun the people who quote-unquote don't go the conventional modest route do you know what I mean I think I think what's important is that all of this is it's a very personal thing I think yeah. everyone has very personal standards so I don't even think it needs to be a disclaimer because you're allowed to have your the way you want to present yourself like everyone is free to do what they want it's, it's like a personal thing Mm. yeah no for sure I think that modesty means different things for different women I think I think a good place to start this conversation is by I I guess defining modesty and Mm. the type of modesty we're discussing because there's modesty Mm -hmm. in behavior and then there's also modesty in appearance um I guess in in this episode um when we mention modesty we'll be talking about um this whole like covering up thing and making sure that you're not dressing away that um you know encourages men to look at you lustfully um so that's the type of modesty we're talking about right so just like keeping keeping yourself to yourself all that kind of Mm. that kind of stuff yeah modesty is really interlinked with um femininity quote-unquote femininity Mm -hmm. however many try try to define it so like the idea of being soft and um innocent and you know all of those characteristics um yeah so cool let's unpack this
um i have a question for you guys cool let's start let's let's just get to it let's get to it yeah, let's, <laughs> let's jump in let's jump in let's, let's dive in let's dive in um so for you guys what does it mean to dress like a christian woman <sighs> you know <laughs> I, feel, so <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is still definitely anything i say by the way i'm definitely still working on it so Same. face your front oh. um but anyway <laughs> <My opinion laughs> <of> representation of <laughs> me <laughs> i feel like what is it to dress like a christian woman see i think it's so hard to say i think for me personally it all starts in the mind mm. so it's your intention for me i feel like intention is so important do you know what I let's know let's sense. let's even rewind deep, it back you know? because i've let's, let's rewind because how have we interacted with modesty like how have our friends siblings church leaders society influenced each of us in a personal way um i can start with myself if you guys don't mind for me i have um i had three older brothers um and <laughs> i love how you started talking about it with men involved <laughs> because yeah we'll even unpack that but i had three older yeah. brothers and i remember the first time i was going to uni like I was packing up and everything and I was about to go in a couple of days and one of them was like to me oh um be careful out there I don't want you to come back home hearing that you've been doing a b c d how old were you I was like 18 I was just about to start first year cool when I was even younger than that this is so weird right but um basically when I was like 15 um I was selling I wanted to sell these jackets that I got I wanted to like resell them right uh but I wanted to be I guess creative with it and um so like I put some heels on I put the jacket on a cute skirt and I asked my sister to take pictures of them for me (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh yeah I I don't know what I was thinking right but I had a male relative the picture was cute it was cute i can send it to you it was cute um yeah, edited it and it. everything no no i'll send it it was actually cute you know uh, but okay. um <laughs> but um yes i had a male relative basically told me like oh why are you why are you selling yourself like why are you selling this mm-hmm. why are you showing like your legs and this and oh. that and i was just like what is going on here like what if you want to oh, if you want to teach me about modesty teach it to me the right way i i feel like when it comes to modesty it's actually not about a woman quote unquote respecting herself or like um deciding how much she shows i feel like modesty actually stems from men and their entitlement of a woman's exclusivity so in t- to me like modesty like the way modesty is now comes from a fear of judgment first and foremost within your community especially for a woman of faith and it also comes from men and their like obsession with um I guess controlling how much a woman can really show of herself and I feel like I experienced that from a very young age um, but luckily, it didn't actually develop into anything major. Like, it was a stupid comment and it never happened again. But I feel like 
that comment could have influenced me psychologically mm-hmm. and like my views of life and myself in a really toxic way so when we unpack mm-hmm. modesty I think it's really important for us to also discuss the patriarchy and men mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah but that comes from men sorry Tia when it comes from women no. so the women in my life I've never experienced anything toxic from the women in my life in terms of my modesty. My mom never told me to cover up. She never had to tell me that she was quite open with me, like expressing myself. And I was really never the type to like show too much anyway, up until uni. So yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think what's interesting is um, what you said about men, the men in your life, because I think, okay, so growing up, I was very much influenced by, you know, music videos, video vixens, like models. I I think definitely, um, like my parents, like everyone in my house knew I liked the shortest skirts, <laughs> the shortest, the miniest little skirts. Like I was always like that. So I feel like um, it was accepted. Everyone was just like, okay, let her just do her. Um, I think at home, <laughs> I was always <laughs> accepted. <laughs> They just accepted me for who I was. Um, And yeah, I just kind of always did as I pleased with what I want. Mm. I think obviously there's the right time and the right place. So there would be times maybe I'll try wear something a bit questionable. And my mum would be like, oh, maybe church isn't the right place to wear this. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Fair enough. And I'd go change. No hassle. But I think for me, my, I kind of didn't like the idea of modesty because of the way it wasn't taught but we kind of like used to have debates about it in church and I think for me it was kind of framed in a sense that oh you need to cover up because you know you don't want to cause your brother over there to fall and you don't want to cause him to sin and it was more like okay but it wasn't telling me why I should do it for Mm. me it wasn't like I don't think it taught me anything it was just teaching me that men can't control themselves Mm. and for me that was like a really annoying thing and I felt like not responsible like I shouldn't have to be responsible for that Mm -hmm. um like yeah so that's so yeah obviously uni I just kept doing what I was doing um I didn't really take anything away from those type of debates none of it um (laughs) Exactly, none of it. I think, actually, the only conversation that I've had with a man about modesty that actually moved me somewhere, that actually made me really think about it, was with one, was with one of my friends at uni. Mm-hmm. And we just, like, had a sit-down conversation about it. And it really, like, opened my eyes to a lot of things. But, yeah, I feel like mm. that's something I'll delve into maybe a bit later. <laughs> I have a question that links to what you're talking about as well. I love this. I love this. Like we are really unpacking this and we all come from like different perspectives as well. So like for me, for the sake of this conversation, I'm just going to define modesty as as covering up. Okay, Mm -hmm. like just covering up for the sake of this conversation. So um, growing up, like I said earlier, I hadn't directly engaged with like modesty um, very much. I mean, there were little things that kind of would point towards being modest so for instance I was quite a tomboy growing up so complete opposite of UT like (laughs) I was such a tomboy um I used to skateboard and do all of this stuff like I mean we've all had our throwback stages but (laughs) this was one of mine and I remember one time I was sitting down with my mum and 
my legs were kind of I was wearing jeans but my legs were kind of just you know they were just doing you know but that stems from somewhere do you know what I mean so mm. I was quite young and my, my mum just tapped her hand against my my legs to say you know put them together mm. um but I didn't realize she was she was doing that so that I mean I could be a bit more proper quote unquote and you know not be any type of way um and so I did have quite a bit of that and I guess for me I started to think about modesty and Christianity and the male gaze when I started to receive it so because Mm -hmm. I was a tomboy I was pretty much always covered up Mm -hmm. like it was just a part of my style until I started to wear clothes I started to go into my like femininity Mm -hmm. and I started to wear like nice like clothes feminine clothes you know the decolletage might be out (laughs) (laughs) Um, but then I would realize like okay I'm seeing these looks which I don't normally get and I feel kind of weird do you know what I mean Mm. and so from then it kind of made me want to cover up because Mm. it was more it was more of like a I don't like this I'm just going back Mm. do you know what I mean and so like like you guys said it always kind of it's interesting it always kind of involves it always will involve men regarding modesty so yeah what did you want to say Anne? yeah following on what you're saying when I feel I feel like when we're taught about modesty whether directly or indirectly it's almost as if the responsibility is shifted onto us and not onto men and their self-discipline and self-control it's almost like you're telling me that um if I don't dress, if I don't cover up, I'm responsible for what will come my way. I feel like we really need to change the way we teach our young women about modesty. It should be about the way you want to, I guess, um, it should be about a choice. Like you should have the freedom to explore um, whether you want to cover up and whether you don't want to cover up. It shouldn't stem from the male gaze. It should stem from your womanhood how you want to define your womanhood and you should have the freedom to explore that. I hate that from the very beginning, I was told to to cover up. And to be honest, for me, I've always been like quite rebellious. So like, I feel like my, my ideals and the way that I saw myself and my womanhood was rebellious, but I never, I, I never needed to be rebellious because I never actually saw any value in it. I never thought, oh, let me go out with my breast out to annoy my older brothers. It was never <laughs> anything like that. It was more like, it was more like, don't you dare tell me how I can dress. Who are you? I kind of, I was tough like that from the beginning. And I feel like that's why my mom and dad never tried to, because like my parents knew me really, like, you know how it is. Your parents know you. So my mom was just like, yeah, I don't need to tell her anything. Like she knows her thing. But I guess it was different with my brothers because, you know, they're your older brothers. They want to protect you and this and that. And it's just like, okay, cool. Um, Tia, you mentioned about, um, what was it? Oh, you said something but um about the why behind it so I remember yeah. one time one of my older brothers was like to me oh yeah like you know make sure that you stay pure you know it's important that you know you remain pure. Oh. Da, 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 da. this was a long guys this is what I tell you this was a long time ago and now I think about it and it's just that why tell me why like tell mm. me why so I can actually understand why it's important for me to remain pure because there is there is an importance behind it but rather than you like 
freaking like stuffing it down my throat like tell me the reason why so then when I'm in those situations where I can actually you know have sex and do those kind of things I can think about the why and I can decide for Mm -hmm. myself whether like I want to do it or not um but I guess a question I wanted to ask you TR Emily to be honest is like do you guys think that men actually respect modest women to be honest just being honest from the conversations I've had yes and, and I it's, it's crazy it's crazy because it's like it feels disgusting to even admit it because it's like you guys are the same people when the girls are yeah. like when you're showing a bit of skin like it's pure disturbance you'll be walking down the street people nearly crash their cars you know like all mm. of that mm. and it's like okay you can do all of that but you're really thinking yeah she looks good but you kind of don't respect her because of the way you're I don't I don't know how to explain it like you're looking and you're admiring fair enough but it's not necessarily respect mm. um but I do feel it's... like yeah they do respect more modest women mm. well some of yeah. them I wouldn't know um I just wanted to say that like yeah 100% agree and I think it goes it, it it's touching on the topic of like wifey versus <laughs> unwifeable <laughs> but then but then to, but then wait 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 to just interject um into what you said before um I was I kind of thought about you know do you remember the purity rings and I I was thinking do you remember those the purity rings where like women would wear these rings to symbol sim sim what is it called yeah I get what you mean like to to symbolize their promise same yeah 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 (laughs) I can't speak today I'm all all over the place but these rings basically were symbolic of their purity quote-unquote and being virgins I think and and it just kind of looking back on that I don't think that's a very modest thing like you're going around and you're wearing a ring to basically show that you're a virgin mm-hmm. like that is just so I, I feel like that's only applicable if you make it known that it's a purity ring if you don't then no one needs to know but guys but like, the purity balls and all they did I feel like that was a bit weird purity balls like what the heck that's another that's another element of modesty yeah so yeah, yeah. remember how i said that i think that modesty is based on a fear of judgment and it also comes from um a man's entitlement to a woman's exclusivity i think it also yeah. has a superiority complex so like girls who cover up and who you know are really open about their purity and descent wow. think that they're above those who don't so i feel like there's also an element of that so for some women they remain modest because they think that it makes them like more valuable and like better than other women. So they kind of like wear that as their, I don't know, as their aesthetic. So like, if I go on YouTube and I write uh, modest, Christ- uh, modest Christian women, like I will hear a lot of Christian women talking about, you know, like how it makes them in a way like superior in a way. So um, I think that modesty, there's there's that element of modesty as well, like that, that the whole I'm better than you because I'm pure or because I cover mm. up or because I'm not after the male gaze. I'm only after myself. I only yeah. like I I only need validation from me. I don't need validation from anyone, and that's just so unrealistic because you being mm. you being modest is also gaining validation from men anyway because there are men who love modest women mm. and who want modest women. So please don't don't say that to me. Um, mm. But no, Tia, what you're saying about um, admiration and respect, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, it's and it's it's something you have to learn as you're growing up because I it's feel true. like it's very easy to confuse the two mm-hmm. and to get flattered. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but I I need to touch I need to touch on this right. So, um, black femininity and black modesty should be a thing on its own because being a black woman 
and mm. navigating your femininity. Yeah. This topic is big. It's a thing. Do right? you know? It's, it's yeah. so interesting because femininity is associated, like you said previously, with softness and mm. you know, kind of like this damsel in distress type mm. character. And it's like black women naturally are just not seen mm. immediately sometimes so as oh, for um, sure. soft. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like crazy because there's that extra layer, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know, I feel like all of us have been on the black femininity YouTube. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah. <laughs> and what I found most interesting, right, is this idea of, you know, don't talk too much or be like, be softer, be quieter. Mm. And like posting videos of um, women that she wouldn't necessarily deem as feminine. Like this, I don't know. I saw a video and she was kind of like using JT from the City Girls as like oh, kind God. of this is not how to be feminine. And I just thought, wow, because it's just I don't I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about that personally. Um those no, videos, I, but, baby yeah. girl, I I feel you on a different level. Like there are there there is really good black femininity content, but the one the, the content that gets the most attention is the content that focuses on aesthetic and nothing else mm-hmm. it's not about you know the way you mm-hmm. think it's about the way you look you know uh don't wear heavy makeup um i wanted to actually ask oh there's so much to unpack i wanted to ask you guys about hair and femininity but i'm gonna just like keep that to the sides so we can mention it later but like how you yeah. do your hair how you do your nails all that kind of stuff like it's focused on aesthetic and i and i think that the black femininity content can be it can be toxic it can um right. but you know how um you mentioned admiration and respect it's actually so sticky for black women because anyway from my experience at my uni I'm not saying that this is how it is everywhere but for us at our uni like I don't know what it was about our uni but it was weird when it came to like colorism and dating and And I have to just put it out there weird just for us by the way just us in our specific year just us just us I just want to make that so clear yeah 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 like (laughs) our experience is not necessarily like anyone else's but ours was weird so you had um how can I explain this so you have one side right that's like oh um nah I don't want to move to black girls because they're too they're too tough like they're it's it's too it's too hard Mm. to to get to them and then on the other side you have oh no I'm gonna I'm gonna settle with a black girl because black women respect themselves because like they're not (laughs) loose and this it's just like where can I win where can I win Mm. because on one side I'm being shunned upon for uh not being easily accessible and then on the other side uh it's just it's just yeah what I found yeah what I found most interesting is that I think a lot of the time what I'd hear um the conversations I had was you know you seem pretty self-sufficient like you can take (laughs) care of yourself (sighs) like you don't need (laughs) it's just this is exactly like the opposite of femininity and I haven't or quote-unquote the definition that's given of softness and all of that you see me as a complete opposite Mm. um for for literally no reason just for existing so I feel like again that's another signifier that yeah black femininity perhaps does need its own like we it's definitely different yeah yeah no yeah yeah for sure for sure because um 
even like sometimes I don't I don't think it's been a struggle but it's it's always been something at the back of my mind because um for me like naturally I like to lead I feel like I'm a decent leader like I just you know I like to do stuff like that but that's a quote-unquote masculine characteristic to have so um in terms of like relationships and stuff I just ask myself like right okay cool um I like to lead but I'm kind of told that I need to take a step back and allow the man to lead as well um where does my femininity come into this like I'm struggling to be submissive and to follow the leader um because it's clashing with my personality and who I am which is a natural leader so it's sticky and uh, with with black women in, in general as well this whole tough black woman the self-sufficient black woman um the strong black woman it's it's hard it, it's hard because like you want a balance you want to be strong but take care of me as well I want to be taken care of too it's like it's like I can't pick it's like I can't have both I can't have both both worlds I have to pick one side and, and it sucks that's so true I feel like in terms of bringing this circle in this background to like the church and faith but specifically the church as like a body of humans I'm gonna say humans because ultimately that's what we all are and we're all like we're all influenced by society and stuff but how have you found I feel like the church tries to push forth modest values on women um by the way that they dress and the way that they behave but they do so without creating boundaries so they tell women to cover up maybe because you don't want the brother to sin <laughs> but what about the boundary of of what about his own boundary and what about her own boundary does that make sense mm. steps need to be taken in order for people to for people to to overcome their own battles we shouldn't just jump to the woman covering up as the first <clears throat> like solution yeah yeah I feel like I agree but I do feel like the whole <laughs> discussion surrounding modesty and women um in the church well from what I've seen is basically kind of in line with teaching those boundaries so like fair enough you might see like the modesty discussion and it's not only applicable to women it's also applicable to men I remember we were laughing because you're like imagine um someone comes with like great joggers and they're just standing oh, in front of you and all of that and we were all laughing because it's so true I've never considered um, that no imagine imagine <laughs> imagine someone coming to church and great joggers and just standing in your oh, face oh, like you're do you know what I mean so I feel like <laughs> Yeah, they do. They do teach um, <laughs> modesty, but I feel like, on the other hand, they do teach. Well, from my experiences, they do teach kind of like taking accountability for yourself and removing yourself. Um, but I feel like, like you said, the church is a body of human beings, and that is why it's so important. I think to come up with your own reasons for doing things, if that makes sense. Guys, like, I'm sorry. I have a question. Do you guys think Go that on. guys do it on purpose? Like wearing I don't do know. <laughs> do you know what though? Like everyone knows. So I at this point I feel like they are. <laughs> um That's true. Okay, cool. So in terms of like, okay, cool, modesty, calm, do you guys think that there is like a mold of modesty, the modest woman? And do you think that you fit in that mold? Are we going on with the black femininity channel vibe? <laughs> uh, no, it could just be like this modesty is... in general, like the idea of okay. covering up and keeping what's important to yourself and 
saving it for that one man like do you think that you fit in that mold um yeah to you I can see that you're you want to say a little something you know I wouldn't necessarily uh, is it even a mold to fit in I you know what let me make it easier for you when I ask this I'm even I'm talking about like let's let's unpack it let's really break it down because we're each very different women I'm talking about body shape I'm talking about hair texture I'm talking about all of those things do you think that you have certain features that enable you to fit in that modesty mold or do you think that your features actually do the opposite they make it harder for you okay um well wow that's (laughs) deep that's very deep that's and that's actually very true it's a very deep thing um for me personally I think growing up it was easier a bit um Mm -hmm. I feel like the curvier you get maybe perhaps the more difficult it becomes um, because at the end of the day, you can really cover up. You can like be showing no skin, and yet, pe- like, <laughs> yeah, you know, some things are still showing. Some things are still prominent. Um, so, I think for me personally, my body shape isn't. It, it wouldn't. It doesn't. It's not that bad. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I wouldn't necessarily... <laughs> I don't have, like, the biggest bum or, like, the biggest boobs. Your body's popping, honey. <laughs> but it's still popping. Don't get it twisted. It's popping, popping. <laughs> Can I just say something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tia, Tia is, like, a model. Mm-hmm. And so whenever she wears anything, wears oh, anything, yeah, beautiful. she looks so classy mm-hmm. and effortless. Mm-hmm. Like, she... Her physique is so, like, angelic and just nice and elegant. <laughs> like... And but do you see the adjectives I'm using? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sums up. I exactly. feel like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I hundred percent agree. Yeah. So do you think that it it's easier for you to to be modest and should we throw feminine into it as well? Do you think it's mm-hmm. easier yeah, for yeah. you to be more modest and feminine because of like the shape of your body and the long legs, like the angelic vibe and the softness of it? I think it's easier. I can say it's easier to be modest. Mm. Um, but in terms of feminine, I think it's, you know what it is? I think beauty standards change a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I am seen as feminine, though. I can't dispute that part. You are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Em? Um, I feel like modesty-wise, um, do I fit into it? I mean, I never really wear clothes that expose certain features of myself but I don't I'm not particularly curvaceous like I wouldn't I don't have to like curvaceous like I don't really have to I don't when I put on jeans I don't I don't make sure she's sitting <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. Let me not even <laughs> like we all look back. We all, we all look, look back. back. We all look back, okay? We all look back. Imagine not looking but... back. What? <laughs> <laughs> but like, how do I put it? I feel like modesty wise, the only thing I have to I see I find myself sometimes concealing is like making sure I don't wear too low cut too low cut tops. Mm. Just because yeah, I feel like my it's quite, you know, I don't want to quote expose myself or whatever so you know um but yeah I guess modesty wise that's the only thing like I don't my style typically isn't like um short things so I don't really 
have to worry about any of that. But in terms of like um, like your body and your aesthetic and like your skin tone and your hair texture, do you think that any of those mm. features make it easier for you to fit into that modesty mold and that femininity, that feminine woman mold? Mm. I in terms of the modesty part, I don't think so. Um, but in terms of the femininity part, um probably yeah Mm. definitely because of the way like black women are socialized and the way that we're perceived so I think definitely I mean you know colorism so I think because of of how I'm of that kind of association with skin tone then I guess I'm technically quote-unquote more feminine because that is a Mm. thing Mm -hmm. and then hair texture as well that is all a part of the whole softness mm-hmm. aesthetic mm-hmm. that's what I want to touch um, on you yeah yeah so yeah because of that definitely mm. I don't I don't identify with that but I know but you perception is a big mm-hmm. perception exactly yeah. so important it's so cute no yeah what about you um it's a bit of a weird one for me uh I guess I hmm, I, I feel like I find it quite hard to fit into like the modesty mold because cause just because of my lower half, to be honest, <laughs> just because of my lower half. Anything. So like, just <laughs> look back at it. Look back look. at it. Honestly, I'll be looking back at it every day, every hour, every second. Stop it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Thank you. It's beautiful. I just have to tell you guys, it's so beautiful. <laughs> You guys are such creeps. Oh my god. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's really perfect. I'm not gonna describe it, but it's perfect, guys. So like for example, if I was to go to work and wear like uh a pencil skirt, it will be it would be hard for me to be quote unquote modest just because of the shape of my of my body. But at the same time, when it comes to the upper half of my body, oh, I can definitely fit into that modesty mode because there are some girls who find it really hard. Like we have friends who find mm-hmm. it super hard. They can't wear certain tops just because of the shape of their upper bodies and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think that it's it sucks because there are some women who can't help it. You know, if you've got a nice, if you've got a nice bump, nice hips, nice waist, all of that kind of stuff, um, or, or or whatever fits the societal uh, the societal standards because it changes all the time. It used to be being super skinny and now it's being super curvaceous. Like if if okay. if you if you're taking those boxes, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you wear. It's going to be hard for you to fit in that modesty mold. Um, so yeah, I have found it hard to like I guess um, to to be modest with what I wear just because of the shape of my body. Um, but mm. I wanted to touch touch on hair because um, I have a really weird relationship with hair and femininity and what's I guess admired in society because I feel like when I see when I see these femininity uh, videos on black about black women I always see wigs I don't see natural hair that often. I see it, but I see wigs a lot more. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like hair, like what do you guys think about that and modesty and femininity? I think wow, well, hair. Hair is a hair is a really big one. Um 
and and sorry can I quickly interject yeah, sorry hair's a big one and it's a big thing and it's a statement for black women mm-hmm. like our hair is such a is such a culturally when we see each other's hair pop in we're like yeah mm. you did your thing there. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so I guess for some people it's not quote-unquote modest especially like in white society mm. you know our hair is it's a statement if you come in to a white space with with your afro mm. looking that's you oiled scalp and everything <laughs> people are literally going to be like um wow you really stepped out today like mm. look at you wow can I talk <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean and and so like I'm really not surprised that these black femininity channels are pushing forward the European aesthetic because the European aesthetic is so humble okay quote-unquote humble and modest quote-unquote humble and modest like even my some of my white friends say oh my hair's flat like it's not like yours in the sense that they're dimming down their hair because your hair is more mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense mm-hmm. and and I feel like because of that because of that our hair is not quote unquote modest in society at the moment mm. because it's not it's not concealable it's true because our natural hair our natural hair yeah it's true because when you've got your fro out it's bold it's really out there like it's a statement kind of thing you know um no yeah I, I totally agree with you I never thought of it like that wow no what you said is actually very profound it's very true um I feel like with hair um I've never even considered hair in terms of modesty Mm. um it's never it's not something I've ever kind of paired together femininity yes Mm. but not so much modesty Mm -hmm. um just just naturally um but in terms of hair and femininity I would say um it's interesting I feel like uh, hair my hair, my natural hair, is definitely something I've had an interesting relationship with. Um, and I definitely think, um, I don't know, may- maybe when I was a bit younger, my hair wasn't as natural and wasn't as well taken care of, was something that I felt like, oh, let me, you know, when you're like, oh, let me get my hair done, you're going somewhere nice, and it's suddenly, oh, let me just fix mm. it, let me make myself look presentable. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just, it's kind of, I saw it as like dressing up, preparing, getting ready to be digested, mm-hmm. seen as beautiful, um, more so than just maybe, I don't know, I don't know what people like, maybe doing a little wash and go, or like that mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily something I would ever consider mm. but I feel I feel like now and this is why I think it's so important to define things for yourself mm-hmm. now it's like I get I take my hair out I'm enjoying myself I'm washing it I'm feeling very in tune with my femininity like inside and um, internally um, and so yeah that's the way I see it and that itself is what femininity is to some people it's not about what you look like it's about the experience of being in tune Mm -hmm. with your womanhood and you actually loving yourself for how Mm -hmm. the way you are and taking care of yourself it's all about the experience and not just like what people Mm -hmm. are seeing no I totally get you honestly let's let's I'm gonna be so honest right um I feel like when I have my natural hair out uh like my puff or my fro or whatever it's not that I feel less feminine. I just feel like oh, different okay. types of men will definitely engage with me. 
if I have my natural hair out do you know what I mean I I Mm. feel it around me like the attention is different the types of guys you approach me yeah the way people engage with me is different I don't know if you guys have felt Mm. the same a hundred percent I I think like I definitely came into the wig game late so me and N kind of came came into the wig game at the same time and I (laughs) there was such no but like there was such a different game I can't can't this is actually like it's a part of life like (laughs) career path you know what like as soon as I entered the space I said huh I've really been missing out like this is so good I love it I love the um freedom that we get from from just everything we don't have to worry about doing our hair every day we can choose different styles different colors um but yeah in terms of attention there is such a difference in terms of like who who looks at you who who is gravitating towards you there is such such a difference and I find it so um interesting but in terms of the natural hair point for me I always kind of felt and I still do feel and it's not good, but I still feel childish. Oh my gosh, thank I you. And it's read my mind. Like, when yeah. I have my natural hair, it feels kiddie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it, I like, I can't describe what it is, but I, and do you know what? This is a, probably a universal trait amongst black women. Like, black don't crack. <laughs> what? So, I'm no, so black, confused. No, black, Did she say black, black crack? crack? No, no, black don't crack. <laughs> oh, black i'm cruising no but black don't crack so i find that women black women when they're older a lot i see a lot of them wear their natural hair and a lot of them look like like they look you know 10 years younger um but now i feel like the same rule applies um wearing wearing my natural hair at my age now i still feel young like like i feel like people view me completely differently Mm -hmm. I, i feel like i'm not womanly yeah because isn't it so, so bad guys it's just so bad i hate that we feel like this it shouldn't be oh, like it's that. a lot to unlearn it's a lot to unlearn it's so it's much so to toxic. unlearn yeah you guys yeah. are better than me though you guys actually <laughs> you guys actually do go out <laughs> um, with your natural hair like but, personally i just don't feel like i'm ready when I'm not and you're my whenever you're ready like there's actually no yeah, purchases <laughs> No, 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 not like that. I mean, I feel like I'm not ready when my hair's not done. Oh, okay. You know when you're, like, going out and it's just, Mm. like... Like, for instance, like, you can beat your whole face and then it's like, let me put my hair in a puff. It just feels like, (laughs) what's this? It shouldn't be like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's so... It's annoying. And I think it's because, right, like, with the way we see hair being represented in the media when you see natural hair it's usually the little black girl or the older black woman it's not really like the Mm. 30 year old boss who's doing her thing do you know what I mean yeah I mean we're seeing that a lot more now but for us anyway growing up if I saw like a fine looking 25 year old woman in a tv show she's wearing a wig she doesn't have her hair in a puff Mm -hmm. so naturally I'm going I'm not going to I'm going to like when I think about natural hair, I'm not going to identify that as a classy, grown-up, mature look, you know? Exactly. So, just like you guys, I really struggle with it. I, I really, really struggle with it. When I have my throw out in a puff, I feel like a kid. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so bad that we feel like that. Mm. Like, guys, 
it's like my energy changes my my literal energy changes when I have my natural hair and I put it back and my the puff is out of the back mm. I feel like a child mm. like yeah yeah. So yeah I feel like it's less on the okay you know when like you've got your wig and your, the hair's bouncing and you're feeling all you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. sensual and you know you're really in tune with that sensual side of you mm. have you guys ever felt that being out with your natural hair only when it's straightened wow same straightened and slicked on a bun in it yeah, high not bun high not bun baby hairs high not bun cool looking yeah. hella cute mm. yeah yeah so true mm. so, so true. that's what I mean about black femininity and that being a unique thing within itself mm. because I you could feel less womanly with your natural hair and more womanly with a wig on so like that is a space of its own that needs to be like tackled so yeah mm-hmm. it's it's crazy yeah. and I don't know how we can unlearn it because even with hair right like um um with natural hair um Tia you mentioned the wash and goes and that like yeah mm-hmm. the wash and goes are quite to me that's quite like feminine you know but not mm-hmm. but, but wash and goes don't work for everyone I can't do a wash and go yeah. impossible <laughs> yeah exactly and I feel like um when you do see oh it's crazy when you do see like natural hair portrayed in the media it's these wash and go babes and I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's necessarily their fault but I think that is exactly why we feel the way we feel mm. um, because we've learnt it from mm. being younger number one and we, it's something we continue to see mm. and yeah it's so true and not every texture can wash and go mm-hmm. they're trying yeah. to push been there done that every... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like I'm actually tired of it you're making us all believe we can all wash and go when we're coming back and our and our hair is dry you're making me it, it, you're guys, making me wear half a tub of eco styler gel <laughs> in my hair listen <laughs> There you go. I saw this video and this girl literally, it was like, I'm um, transformed my hair from 4B, no, 4C to 3B. Oh, God. To 3B. And like, it was shocking the length she went to at the salon. And I was thinking, like, why? Yeah. Like, I understand why. Don't get me wrong. But while the fact that you would feel the need to make your natural hair, quote unquote, digestible by going through all of that, it's. And even meeting those standards of the feminine woman, quote unquote, the feminine woman is not realistic. It's so time consuming. I don't have the time to put eco styler gel in my hair for four hours of the day. It's not realistic. And the thing is, you see these YouTubers and their hair looks popping. It will last for one night. I promise you that she'll wake up in the morning with white residue in her hair. So it's this unrealistic standards that needs to be met as well. Do you guys think that there can be a balance between embracing your sensuality and also adhering to modesty? We can even throw faith into it as well. I feel like, yes. In the Bible, you will find places where you can appreciate the sensuality of a woman. Um, So, for instance, Songs of Solomon. Like, if you you read it... Like, if you read it, like, sorry, I actually have this verse that um, I used to be obsessed with. I have this verse that I used to be obsessed with because it kind of like just captures for me like the beauty of a woman in other places in the Bible as well. Is I think definitely it being there 
for me reflects the fact that there can be that balance for me it's based on my why you guys can say first um or you can I can say my why if yeah you go so modesty for me personally is less so the way I personally look at it yeah it's to do with perhaps comfortability in public sometimes like talking about the male gaze but I feel like the way that made me look at it differently um was kind of this idea of knowledge so basically Mm, I love that knowledge and you guys know my thing about knowledge and vulnerability Mm -hmm. when you give people knowledge Mm -hmm. you're making Mm -hmm. yourself more vulnerable Mm -hmm. so it's like okay I'm wearing this which is perhaps a less modest outfit and by virtue of that I have given you knowledge of a very intimate Mm -hmm. part of me I've given you knowledge on perhaps the way something looks on my body this is knowledge that I personally only want people that have earned it to have of me um so yeah that's the way I see yeah, it now yeah. I love yeah. that yeah like even the fact that this is in the bible clearly shows that God doesn't want us to not be in tune with our sensuality whatsoever mm-hmm. like it's there for a reason he gave it to us <laughs> yeah he created us with it yeah going on the topic of what of you know femininity and sensuality as women we we are the queens of it we own it it is ours um but it is weaponized and we see that a lot in the Mm -hmm. bible a Mm. lot of people fall prey and fall into the trap of misused sensuality Mm -hmm. and so uh, exactly what you said t there is the modesty exactly as you said it for me is is being aware of its power mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. moderating it as you go mm-hmm. and as you see fit for the environment because mm-hmm. some environments don't deserve that amount of exactly. knowledge. Just like you said, they exactly. literally don't deserve it. What not? I love what, what about you, you saying. I love what you guys are saying about power and knowledge. So understanding the power of your sensuality because being a woman comes with yes. so much power. And black women have not mm-hmm. been able to explore that because of society, mm-hmm. slavery, all, all colorism, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so that's a big part of black femininity, you know. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys, yeah, like where's the, I don't know how to frame this, but where's the, not the craziest, but where's like the funniest place you've applied kind of your feminine oh, energy oh. to get what you wanted? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> do you know what like it's literally ingrained in us so I'm sure there's instances where we have done it but we haven't even been aware mm-hmm. that's one point um but then <laughs> looking back you can think hmm <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what I mean um but that's a really good question I don't I've never intentionally tried to manipulate oh. someone or like to get to get I've never tried to use my femininity as a weapon. Mm. I can't pinpoint. I can't pinpoint, you know. Same. What about you guys? Same. I can't pinpoint one. Like, I don't... uh, I'm sure I've done it before without realising it. I've definitely used it in relationships, for sure. I'm in trouble. Let Mm. me just look at you a certain type of way and the trouble's (laughs) gone. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) But, um... Oh, okay, go on. Go on, on, sis, go on. Okay, my question was, but Tia, you can answer first. Um, My question just was like, does 
your femininity change when you're in a relationship and how so? Mm. Go on, T, you answer first though. Like, have how you I meant to answer? <laughs> <laughs> Tia, use a use a case study as you answer your question, please. <laughs> a case study. No, okay, wait. No, give it to me in context. Do you mean like in terms of femininity, like interacting with others? Okay, yeah. let's not oh, even say full on relationship. How about just dating as well? Does do you think your femininity okay. changes when you're dating? Is it heightened? Is it like? I, you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> You know how femininity is associated a lot of like softness, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And like perhaps not on a, not saying that I'm not a soft person, but I feel like sometimes, you know, when you're around a guy and maybe that you're seeing, mm-hmm. like, why am I moving like this? Like, I'm moving so oh. much softer, just naturally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, you're more, it's in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, when you're, um, <laughs> you know, when you talk to someone at night like, and you start saying stuff and you're like, wait, hold on, why am I saying this? Like, why am I, why am I, why am I, why am I like this? Like this? <laughs> Why am I talking like this? Why am I acting like this? Honestly, like, on, a, on a normal day, I'm really not like this. So I think it's very natural. No, yeah, for sure. It's like a switch in your tone. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. it's, it's everything. It's, it's your tone, it's your tempo, it's the way you're giving you're back the mm. But don't you guys think that when you're also close to a guy romantically, sometimes you completely switch it up so you're not in tune with your femininity either so you'll just be like because relationship comes with that's it relationship comes with friendship so you're so you're literally one of these boys for like sometimes and it's like oh Mm -hmm. do you guys feel that oh yeah I think yes um and I think these toxic videos as well on YouTube they kind of tell you you know you need to act like a woman all the time. You don't want to be one of his friends. Yeah. You know, she has that voice. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's like... That's so true. But I just think it's weird. And and I think this is what I don't understand because obviously in a relationship, you, you become a bit more comfortable mm-hmm. when you're seeing someone and a bit more laid back. So maybe you're not acting like dainty all the time. But does that necessarily it's... take away from... I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But do you know... No, but you're so right. I feel like, I feel like for me, yeah, I, like I said, growing up, I was a tomboy. And so that's kind of naturally what I revert to sometimes. So like, I can find myself really feminine, but sometimes I'll just be super (laughs) chill and like bro vibes. But then Mm, when I'm in that, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I can't stand. What did you say? I can't see her. Handstands. Sorry, sorry. I wish I was there to triggered. see it. I'm so triggered. I'm so triggered. <laughs> oh, this is the if you know, this you is know. Doing, but... I said, provoked. Uh, no, please, please, please. I'm don't don't bring... no I'm just giving an example. Just giving an example. Just do it. Oh my no god. Sorry, you. sorry, sorry. No one asked you to attempt the handstand. Oh, you did that at your own accord. <laughs> It was so funny. We were all playing and just wanted to do a handstand. Okay. Oh it was fun. If it if it worked, yeah, it would have banged. Oh but... my god, stop. Do you know what? Like, but that's it. And do you know what? It's moments like that where I'm reminding Malika, stay feminine, please. Like, 
can you stop reverting back to this bro vibe? Like, oh, go back and be feminine and sit down and drink your drink and engage in little conversations and keep your hands crossed and don't do a handstand. But even that, like, guys, that itself, like, that's not being feminine. That, like, I hate that that is, like, it's not. It's not. Yeah, exactly. Like, I hope you, I hope the listeners, mm. I hope you guys know that we are, we're not yeah. serious yeah. when we talk about that, fem- that, that femininity. Yeah, like, yeah. but yeah, no, you're... <laughs> Isn't that ironically? Yeah, for sure. It's like oh, femininity doesn't mean dimming down who you are. Like, never having fun. But never. Yeah. But do you know what's crazy? Like in the Cambridge Dictionary, that's how they define wow. it. Wow. Yeah. They literally define it as that. In the in the dictionary, mm. guys, what are what children are learning mm. from? That's what they see. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just crazy that that's put out there. <laughs> it's just an unprovoked time stand <laughs> for me. Like I wasn't <laughs> there, and it cracks me up. If that was me, I would stay on that floor until the ambulance came. I, I hope you have to call the ambulance, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. There's no way I'm getting up from that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my arm, yeah, my arm. And then I was like, Tia, Tia, my arm. And she goes, Ugh. <laughs> No, 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 no. I thought it was dislocated. Let me just put that out there. I'm not a mean person. Is this after you I thought it was dislocated? Yeah. Is this, this is after we don't need... Oh, sorry. Oops. We this don't need it happened. Yeah, we don't need to go over the ins and outs of how I went from handstand to basically. <laughs> it's just a bounce back for me. Like, I actually bounce back from something. <laughs> She was so humble afterwards. She was just sitting down <laughs> in her little corner, all quiet. But Monica, are you okay? No, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, okay. Every everyone was standing up, and I was. <laughs> no, it was too funny. Um, she actually asked me to sit down too. <laughs> I actually asked you to sit down. Too. I can imagine. I can imagine Monica's energy going from zero to from a hundred to zero, just like that. That's it. That's what lockdown does to you guys. That's what mm. lockdown does oh to you. Gosh. 
Bruh, I actually was having a hysteria there, boy. Tia, <laughs> you brought me back. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, Malika, you were you were down after that. I can't lie. <laughs> Um, T, have you have you have you ever had like an, an embarrassing ex- experience like that? Like, I'm sure if I had, I would remember. Mm-hmm. Um, if something, trust me, if something embarrasses me, yeah, I can think about it. I can remember it. <laughs> like 15, 20 years later, exactly how it happened. Like it will never leave me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I try to avoid such in public. Um, yeah, you're quite good at like keeping it keep getting rubbed in, huh? Oh no no no! It's actually. Been- it's being rubbed in like no rubbed. i changed my mind i changed my mind it's happened this is exactly why i don't like this is this is why i'm rethinking drinking every single time not every single time but most times when i'm drunk i later on regret my behavior oh so, my yeah. goodness stopping tia from doing something oh my god she's intoxicated it's so wait what mate 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 nah. <laughs> One, the one occasion, no, allow it. The one occasion that I can actually remember being embarrassed, yeah, was we were in the club. This was a while back. This is second year. We were in the club and I was standing on the chair um, and I hit my nail oh, on the missed. ceiling. And it hurt so much. So obviously, like, I, was, I winced in pain. And then this guy looked at me like I was weird. I he was, looked at you. You guys remember? I was there. I yeah. was there with, like, a lot of disgust. He looked at and you like, like this my is nail why I'm back Don't get written in your head. <laughs> your question. Um, uh, the only thing I can remember <laughs> is when I walked into our first ACS event in first year with my zipper down. <laughs> Please, please. I wish I was there. With your what? With your what? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. I and the thing is, guys, I walked in late. So everyone was sitting down. That had to be like one of the oh most embarrassing god. things ever. But you know, it's fine. <laughs> no one remembers. We move, we move, we on. move, we live and we, we learn. Live and learn. Oh my gosh. I love moments I like that. It's actually moments like that when you start to think. You know that not that we're not saying this is femininity, but you start to think, yo, I've got to, I've got to level up. Words. I've got to become more of a it's woman. True. Like, what am I doing <laughs> with my life? And do you know what, guys? I feel like <laughs> it never stops. Like, it never ever stops. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're always going to have moments like this. But yeah, back on. Tia was with me on the journey. Huh? <laughs> Tia was with me on the journey. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Malika. I don't know what the word was that she searched up. I looked at her phone quickly because she was in front of me, and I was just like, "This babe, what's she doing? What? what word was it? She searched up I, a word. I was just like, I, I, no, no. Yeah. This is the epitome of like femininity and stuff. So Tia, Tia was behind me, and I was writing in my notes because at this point. <laughs> I just, just felt like, like ASAP. I just when you're writing in your notes. even wait to get home, you know. <laughs> I, I I whipped up my phone. I would started typing in my notes. You know what happens when you're typing in your notes? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you need to be more like this. You need to be more. And I was researching the words that I wanted to be more like. I I said dainty. That's the word, dainty. Yeah. I said T- I said Tia. I said Tia. This is you. I said why can't I be more dainty? <laughs> like. I didn't I even know what to say to her. Honestly, <laughs> you deal with this at home. I'm not involved. Just looking like, like um, what? Oh, but like, it's moments like that, like you said, where you just think I need to level up because mm-hmm. this isn't it. Like feeling like this is not it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Women don't do this. <laughs> yeah, 
heavy on that. Women don't do this. Women, real women, women don't, don't do this. Real women. We're joking, guys. Real for women. the people who are not getting the um the sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, very ironic. Yeah. If if yeah, if this is your first episode, Watch, please listen to another one joke. so you can actually see the real us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we have boundaries in, in the way we engage with people, or do we put boundaries up for people? Or both, I guess. I, I I definitely have that. I feel like um the Naomi that you guys like you two get is not the Naomi that many others will get just because of like our friendship and just like how close we are. And in terms of romantic relationships, it's like um hmm. Yeah, you need to have boundaries that you set up from the get go. And some some of those boundaries will obviously erode because you know over time you become more comfortable but I feel like there are fundamental boundaries that you should definitely like have set for yourself and and stick to them whatever those boundaries may be whether it's not having mm. sex till marriage whether it's I don't know gone I think yeah. I definitely agree um just naturally I think I'm a very reserved person um to people that don't know me that well like you might get a glimmer but if I don't know you like that and I don't feel comfortable around you, you won't really know mm-hmm. me. Um, so like similar to Naomi, you guys know who I am, but a lot of people don't. Um, you're good at that, Tia. Think... You're good at that mystery. Yeah. You're yeah, really you're good at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mysterious. Anyway, sorry. Um, mysterious. But yeah, in terms mysterious. of boundaries, mysterious. Um, in terms of boundaries, yeah, I feel like it's important to have boundaries if you have a set goal in mind. So there's certain things that I personally don't want to mm-hmm. do. And I know that there are certain things that are going to get me there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, some, so some of my boundaries are very much concrete. Um, but I feel like um, what you alluded to, Malika, there's certainly boundaries that I feel like can be, I don't know that I, guess are kind of personal perhaps when mm-hmm. with like between you and another person so mm-hmm. um yeah maybe you said that you kind of get closer to people um as a relationship progresses sometimes um mm-hmm. and sometimes that can mean putting up maybe different boundaries or taking different boundaries down so I feel like it's kind of always changing yeah but yeah no, yeah yeah and, and I, I think yeah. that um like part of this femininity journey like womanhood is being able to mm-hmm set those boundaries because like Tia like your ability to maintain those boundaries comes from the fact that you thought about them you had your why you really mm-hmm. thought about it so you know mm-hmm. that if I if I do A S E X will happen do you know what I mean so I will not do A <laughs> I will stay away from A and that that requires reflection and you know thinking and that's that is part of a lot of this a lot of it and that's yeah. part of the feminine journey that that is part of it that's part of womanhood exactly. so yeah no you're so right exactly. and even like I think that mm. like your relationships can actually prosper they could be so much better when you have those boundaries I'm surprised I mean yeah control. I'm in control yeah, yeah. exactly so mm-hmm. and that's part of the feminine experience mastering your sensuality mastering your boundaries mm-hmm. not allowing what's not allowing a man to tell you what you can and cannot do but you being in charge of what you want and what you don't want I completely agree like for me it's exactly the same um and because it's the same it sounds like for all of us our boundaries are like a characteristic trait Mm. like it's part of our character in Mm -hmm. opposed to like something we 
intentionally mm. it's like put up like mm-hmm. for all of us I would say that's the case you know like we all have our our boundaries that are part of our part of mm. us mm-hmm. do you know what I mean oh God, so I just so find that true. so interesting yeah and, mm. and and I don't know whether that's because and the on. thing is it doesn't necessarily have to be a sexual boundary it could be an emotional one too no yeah exactly exactly exactly, exactly. Oh yeah, I definitely have an emotional boundary. Like there are certain parts of my life that I would just not like share with you until I can completely trust you, kind of thing. You know, boundaries keep you safe, guys. I I recommend (laughs) whatever those boundaries may be. (laughs) It's true. It's true. What would you do um, if um, so? You've got these boundaries, yeah. But you're being asked, like, right, I guess rightfully so. Why? The thing is, when you have a why, you can give it quite comfortably. You it's, you're not quite, you're not easily swayed. It's yeah, true. There's a reason why. Oh my why gosh, I'm doing it's so it. true. The moment, the moment, go on, I'm going. I was going to say, the moment there's like a tremor in your voice, that is literally a psychological indicator to the receptor that they, that they, like there's there's room for error here. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like there could potentially be an error, and I want to cause it. Mm-hmm. So definitely, yeah. like you said, you need to be you need to be strong in your why, because that will literally. Put and you going through. back to like when I mentioned like my brother telling me to like oh stay pure this and that, it's like but why? But why? Mm-hmm. Tell me why, yeah. so I can understand why I'm doing it. Because no one is going to do unless you're unless you're instilling fear into me. I'm going to do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I need to under. That's mm. why when I have kids, I'm going to explain to them why it's important, and then you have the choice to decide whether you want to do it or not. I'm not going to control you. I can't kill myself. I can't kill myself. Mm. Why would you kill yourself over your child's? I don't know. Sexual Honestly. life is a bit weird. But... <laughs> yeah, a bit weird. Mm. <laughs> but some do it. <laughs> <laughs> a bit weird. I'm a bit invested. Is that, is that it for the topic? I don't want to stop, you know, I'm loving this, but I guess we're going to have to. Oh, wait, wait, I just wanted to ask you guys just real mm-hmm. quick, because obviously mm-hmm. we're all in lockdown. Mm-hmm. You know, I swear when you guys understand what I mean when I say it's been tough. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of, wait, you didn't even listen to what I had to say. It's been tough in terms of nothing. It's been tough in terms of like, I don't know, you know, feeling yourself, feeling in like a yeah. woman, etc so i just wanted to know how mm. you guys are tapping in to that side Ooh. of yourselves <laughs> if you are <laughs> let's laugh honestly let's <laughs> laugh let's laugh because i don't remember the last time i beat my face and Same. i went on twitter this morning today beautiful and you need that you actually need it like i deep to i was on twitter and some girl was like it's actually important for you it's important for you to like to dress up, feel good at least once a month, even though you're under lockdown. I saw that tweet. I'm doing it tomorrow. Said once a week. Guys, get ready for something <laughs> tomorrow. I'm doing it tomorrow. Like, get ready. Women. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it, mm. it has been harder because it's like, you're under lockdown. Like, I don't want to... Because after you beat your face, what then? I'm going to have to lay in bed with a with a face full of makeup. I don't want to do that. I don't want to <laughs> stay in my pillows. It's just, it just gives me a headache, the whole, the whole process of it. But no, it is important. <laughs> I think so. It's so important. I, do you know what, like, 
every time I've put on makeup and like looked cute at quote unquote at home doing nothing essentially I've always found myself in the same spot <laughs> putting on party next door putting on my diffuser <laughs> with the tape changing light and like just that's being a bad, that's a bad. <laughs> do you know what I mean like that's a everything bad. on a bad bitch it's <laughs> I just literally I love it but like I'm always there during lockdown like I'll feel cuter than I just happen to be in that mm. space mm-hmm. and I'm like wow like there's really not going out, not being able to socialize and stuff has really made me look inwardly like mm. so much. Like I really, it's kind of, un- it is unhealthy at this point. Yeah, I feel like it it's probably unhealthy for a lot yeah. of people mm-hmm. because we're all kind of looking in inwardly to the extent that we're scrutinizing ourselves and mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, yeah. So, Going. I thought back to a yes what was it like two days ago I thought back to a, a statement that was made to me about two years ago that's how deep Whoa, I like no. nitpicking and I was just like it really like nearly shook my whole day and I was like yeah two years this, ago. no this is not it that's crazy oh. two years ago that's, that's that is crazy I've just been buying too much time. I've been buying guys I have like six date night dresses ready so when we come out I'm prepared <laughs> Yeah. Like that's all I'm doing, just oh, preparing God. for freedom. So then, when freedom comes, I'm ready. Tell me where we're going for brunch, guys. I've got the brunch dresses. I've got the date night dresses. I've got everything. Let's go. <laughs> I need to right. I need to. Let's move on to Bible verse of the day. If we've all got one. Oh yeah. All right. Should I start with mine? Just get it out of the way. Uh, my Bible verse of the episode, day, week, wherever it is is psalms 103 13 niv and it's as a father has compassion on his children so the lord has compassion on those who fear him um sometimes i feel like i give god human qualities i feel like sometimes um i push it i really do push it and um if i was to push it with a human being then that person would be over and done with me um which is not right because God is a really compassionate God. So reading that really comforts me. Um, and it comforts me because it shows me that God is really patient and that he's always going to be here and he's always going to root for me. Um, so yeah, when I think about God's compassion and his patience and his faithfulness and his goodness, when I mess up, when I don't obey him, it just makes me feel like I have another chance, which is amazing. So that's my Bible verse, verse of the week. Should I go tea? Yeah, you can go. Okay, my Bible verse, um, verses actually are from Matthew 6, chapter 6, verses 28 to 30. And they read, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you, oh, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? And for me, that was just my Bible verse of the week, because 
just a nice sentiment of God always provides mm. and we have to remain mm. we have to remain centered in God and always remember that he is never neglectful to us ever not even to the grass that gets trampled mm-hmm. on so let's remember that you know our creator always provides mm-hmm. um so mine is taken from numbers chapter 14 verse 24 but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it um and for me I don't know this verse just signifies what exactly is possible if you are just to believe and to have complete faith and mm-hmm. trust in mm-hmm. God um I think like God has set out so so many beautiful things for us to kind of mm. go in and take us our own and I think sometimes because of our own doubts we might not actually get there but like mm. it shows the difference that faith and belief can actually mm-hmm. have um and kind of like reaping the benefits of actually trusting in God um because every time I've so, trusted him I've seen <laughs> I've seen the fruits mm-hmm. so yeah mm. that's, yeah beautiful 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 wow well we are wrapping up our first episode boy yes (laughs) we are so happy to be back with you guys and yeah back with you guys and intentionally speaking (laughs) yeah emphasis intentionally Intentionally. (laughs) (laughs) no it's good to be back It, it, it feels good to be back it's you know like i'm happy i'm very happy Hope I hope the listeners yeah. enjoyed this yeah. one. Um, if you didn't, more <laughs> yeah, I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm absolutely joking. <laughs> yeah, more content. Like guys, honestly, we have so yeah, much yeah. coming guests, different topics. Mm. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank Peace you. out. Bye. We appreciate. Oh, sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> was doing that. <laughs> Wait, well, he was doing a, yeah, I, I was waiting. Yeah, I was gonna actually. No one says I love you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>